You're listening to the Culips English podcast. To download the study guide for this episode, which includes the transcript, detailed vocabulary explanations, real-world examples, and a quiz, visit our website culips.com. C U L I P S dot com. Hello, everyone. My name is Andrew, and I'm Cassie. And you are listening to Culips. Hello, Cassie. Hey, Andrew. How are you? I'm fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. I like that enthusiasm. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pumped. We've been recording a lot of episodes today. Yeah, this is a marathon session because Cassie, you and I live in different cities. So when we get together. We like to try and record a bunch of episodes at one time because it's just the best way to do it.、Mm -hmm. So I think this is number six for us, or number five. Five. Number five, fifth one in a row. Yeah. <laughs> But you're still motivated and still have lots of energy, so this is great. <laughs> and everyone, today we have a catchword episode for you. This is the Culips vocabulary series. Where we teach you some natural English expressions that will really make your vocabulary pop, really make you sound like an English native speaker. These are good expressions to know for speaking, but also for listening too, because you are definitely going to encounter these expressions when you are watching English movies or talking with English native speakers. So they're really important to know. And our theme for today is doing the bare minimum. Okay, so Cassie, you can think about like when you have a job to do,、mm -hmm. right? And you do the opposite of doing a good job. You do a terrible job. You do just enough so that it will pass. So that I don't get fired. Yeah, if you're thinking about like working at an office, right? Maybe、mm -hmm. you have to do a report. And you do just the bare minimum. If you did any worse, you'd be fired.、Mm -hmm. But it's just good enough so that you won't get fired. This type of situation. This, we have some expressions for this, and that's what we're going to talk about today. But guys, just before we get into it, I want to remind you about the study guide for this episode. It is awesome, and it's jam packed with lots of things that will help you. With your English studies, and we suggest following along with it while you are listening here today. So, if you would like to download it, just visit culips.com, and you can find out how to do that. Cassie, could you introduce? The first expression today. What is the first expression? The first expression is to cut corners. To cut corners. So this is a verb, right? To、mm -hmm. cut corners. We use this expression as a verb. And when I hear cut corners, I think of somebody taking a shortcut.、Mm, yeah. Is that what comes to your mind too? Yes, that's exactly what comes to my mind. <laughs> So when you cut corners, it means just like kind of what we were discussing earlier, right? It means doing the bare minimum. It means not doing a job or a task or anything really well. It just means putting in low effort, right?、Mm -hmm. 
it's like when you're doing something with low energy and low effort and the result is not good. The result is just so-so, very so-so. Yeah, it looks shabby. It looks only half done. Mm-hmm. It's like, it looks like you either didn't have enough time to finish it or you're just too lazy. Right. And, you know, we both work as teachers and I think I use this expression a lot with my students when they hand in reports or something. They'll say, Oh, uh, yeah. They'll be like, Andrew, why did I get a D on this assignment? I'm like, well, you cut corners. You did none of the things that I asked you to do. You mm-hmm. just put this report together really quickly and it shows. It looks shabby. It looks terrible. And I can't give you an F because you did do it, but you didn't do it the way that I asked you to do it. You didn't follow the instructions. So this is why you got the bare minimum passing grade, a D. Yeah. You cut corners. I actually really kind of hate cutting corners. I do it myself sometimes as well, but it's almost like why bother trying it all when you, you're you not giving your best? Yeah. I was talking to one of my friends this week and at work, she was interviewing people for an opening at her office. And she was laughing about one of the candidates that came in for the interview because it was very, very evident that she cut corners when she was preparing for the interview. She didn't know anything about the company. (laughs) She didn't even really know about what job she was applying for. (laughs) Hello, I'm so excited to work for Walmart. Uh, You know, this is Kmart, correct? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That kind of situation. So this is another way that people can cut corners is when preparing for a job interview. And I wouldn't recommend this. Mm. It's a, a, a surefire way to not get hired. Exactly. (laughs) How about we listen to a couple of examples with this expression to cut corners? Sounds good. I can't get this stupid blender to work. Keeps getting stuck when I try to make a shake. That's because you bought the cheapest one in the store. The company obviously cut some corners when making it. How else do you think they could sell it for so cheap? Lesson learned, I guess. I'll have to get a better one next time. So in the example, we just heard two friends are talking about a blender, a stupid blender. Why is it stupid? Well, it broke. So one of the friends was trying to make uh, a shake, you know, like a milkshake or something like this, a smoothie. And the blender broke and it broke because it was a cheap model. And he suspects that the company cut corners when producing, when manufacturing the blender, right? They're maybe trying to keep their production costs low. The result is just a blender that doesn't work. I think listeners could experience this kind of problem a lot, right? Companies Mm. cutting corners and making poor products. Yeah. There's a really popular store here in South Korea, Cassie, and I won't say the name of it, but it's kind of the equivalent of a dollar store that we would have back home. And... I have a frying pan that I'm using from this store and I'm kind of regretting my purchase because... Corners were cut when making that product as well? Yeah, the coating just came off the bottom of the frying pan very quickly. (laughs) I think there were some corners that were cut (laughs) when producing the frying pan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, let's listen to another example. Okay. So, 
I finally got my boss to look over my proposal for the spring marketing campaign. What did he say? He said it looked good and that he was happy that I didn't cut any corners or leave any rocks unturned. Awesome. I smell a promotion in your future. <laughs> That'd be nice. In this example, we hear about a woman who got a promotion because she didn't cut corners when creating a marketing campaign for her company. Exactly. Yeah, she didn't cut any corners or leave any rocks unturned. This is another kind of idiomatic expression, rocks unturned. Yeah. This just means that you do something completely when you don't leave any rocks unturned. Mm -hmm. You do something to the best of your ability without leaving anything unfinished. Yeah. Maybe it has a farming origin. I'm not sure the origin of this expression. It's kind of a weird one. Because mm -hmm. really, we don't go around turning over rocks very often in our daily lives, do we? No. <laughs> <laughs> But it is uh, an idiomatic expression that we still use in English today. There was another interesting phrase in this example as well. What's that? I smell a promotion in your future. Oh, yeah. I smell a promotion in your future. When we predict something, right? Mm -hmm. When we're making a prediction, we can use this, I smell success in your future. If you think someone is lying, yeah. you can say, hmm, I smell bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could also say that I smell bullshit, like it doesn't seem right. Yeah. Right. So yeah, we use this kind of to say that we sense something. We feel that something is going to happen sometime soon or that something is, is wrong. Like in, in your example there. Mm -hmm. All right. We have uh, a similar expression for number two. And it is a little bit spicy, this one. You know, usually in Q-lips, we try and stay away from bad words. But this one isn't really necessarily bad. And it's very common. But it's a little stronger than most of the expressions that we explore here in q -lips. So just be aware of that, listeners. It is to half-ass something. To half-ass something. Half being spelled H-A-L-F to mean like 50% of mm -hmm. something, right? Now, this also means to do something really, really poorly, right? If you half-ass something, like if you half-ass a report, it means that you just did a bad job. You did a poor job mm -hmm. on this report. And when we say something in this expression, you always have to use this expression with an object. It needs a noun or a pronoun. I think you could also make it into a verb like, oh, he half-assed it. Right, right. But you need that it. Yes. Yes. You can't say just like, he half-assed. Yeah, no, that sounds awkward. That sounds awkward. So it needs something, a pronoun or a noun to, to use it with. Mm -hmm. And when you half-ass something... You're just doing a poor job. It's really shoddy work or terrible quality work, right? Mm -hmm. It's usually someone is complaining about your work if they tell you that you half-assed something. Right. And it is a stronger expression. So you'd want to avoid saying this to your boss, right? Even yeah, if your yeah. boss did a bad job, you might think in your head, oh, he half-assed it. He blew this sales pitch right? Like we almost had a sale and then my boss blew it. He made a mistake. He half-assed it, but we wouldn't say that to him. Yeah. You would 
totally ignore that and then when you go to the bar with your friends <laughs> and you're complaining <laughs> yes, about him yeah then you would use this expression <laughs> yeah so be careful who you're talking to because it is a strong expression and could definitely be rude or offensive depending on the situation and i think um a lot of times this is used between friends right mm -hmm. or when you're complaining about somebody and yes Especially, yeah, the situation you just mentioned. If you're hanging out with coworkers after work, what do you guys talk about? Usually you talk about work, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so this type of expression comes up a lot. I think we are ready to listen to some examples using this expression to half-ass something. Okay, let's get to it. Ah, oh, looks like I'm going to have to work late tonight. I'm sorry, but I don't think I'll be able to meet up for dinner after all. Oh, is anything wrong? No, not really. I have to make a presentation tomorrow and I just realized that my colleague half-assed the PowerPoint slides. I'm going to have to fix them up tomorrow so I don't look like an idiot in front of everyone. So in this example, we just heard about a guy who has to work overtime. Oh no, why? Because his colleague did a poor job when making some PowerPoint slides, he half-assed it. And the work needs to be redone. I'm sure a lot of people have experienced this who work in a company with a lot of coworkers. Any teamwork situation, mm -hmm. right? When somebody doesn't pull their weight, pull their weight is an expression that means to do your equal share of the work. So if somebody doesn't pull their weight and you're in a teamwork situation, that means that you might have to go back and correct or fix some of the, the work that your colleagues do. And this is exactly the context that we heard this expression, half-assed use, right? My colleague half-assed the PowerPoint slides. Yeah, and in this example, he's not complaining strongly, but he is emphasizing, like, I have to go back to work because of someone else's mistake. Right. The implication is that the colleague was lazy, right? This is essentially what it's communicating. Oh, my colleague was lazy. He didn't do a good job. And now I have to fix it. I have to work overtime. Interestingly enough, Cassie, we don't have the expression to full ass something, right? <laughs> it sounds hilarious just saying it. <laughs> How about quarter ass something? <laughs> yeah, we can only use half ass. So I know sometimes English language learners like to be creative, right? And, and to alter expressions, but you can't alter this one. It's a very fixed expression. Okay, final example for today's episode. Let's get to it. Did you see the game yesterday? Yeah, what a terrible performance. I know, right? I can't believe the team just half-assed it like that. Right? For a professional team, they sure didn't put in an honest effort. I hope they regroup for the next game. If they don't start winning soon, they'll never make it to the playoffs. So, in this example, we are about a team who really half-assed their performance. And you can see their loving fans are not happy about it. <laughs> yeah, so again, we hear this expression criticizing a performance or a job that was poorly done, right? And I think this is really commonly heard when talking about sports 
and athletes, right? Yeah. Like you expect athletes to put in the best of their ability each time they get on that field or that court. Mm-hmm. And apparently this team just, they really half-assed it. Mm-hmm. They went out there and... Lost. Lost <laughs> badly. <laughs> yeah, every game needs a winner and a loser. And if you're the loser, then we could say you half-assed it, right? Almost always. Yeah, especially if you don't just lose, you just like burn and fire total destruction losing like i don't know 40 to 1 yeah when your team just self destructs sometimes when you watch sports you can see the confidence and the energy just drain out of the losing team exactly and this is this type of situation these guys were talking about i think all right everyone so just to recap what we covered here today we looked at two expressions that you can use when talking about doing a poor job or doing just the bare minimum effort. The first expression we learned was to cut corners and the second one was to half-ass something. Again, if you want more example sentences and more details about how you can use these expressions in your everyday lives, check out the study guide for this episode, which is available on our website, culips.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on YouTube and Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. So give us a follow on whatever platform works best for you. If you'd like to get in touch with us, if you have a question or a comment or even a suggestion for a future episode, please drop us a line. Our email address is contact at qlips.com. That is it for us today. We'll be back soon with a new episode and we'll talk to you then. Goodbye, everyone. Bye.